Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 96 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Hey, Joe, we are almost to the end of the Overwatch League regular season now, and this past week was the week uh, before last, the penultimate, as some would say. Um, and it was kind of a kind of a crazy week. You had Soul Dynasty playing three times, and they did not drop a single map, which is not a sentence I thought I would be saying uh, <laughs> last week. Did not think I would be saying they they literally went nine and nine and zero on maps this week. Um, but you also had the Philadelphia Fusion upsetting the San Francisco Shock. You had a lot of crazy overwatch this week joe so let's get into it let's let's start with that soul soul dynasty three games they beat london spitfire twice which isn't isn't too surprising i guess those two have been like fighting towards the bottom of apac recently but they also three owed the new york excelsior joe um i don't know if you're able to catch any of these games but uh, if you were, um, are you are you impressed with what you saw Soul Dynasty this past weekend? Or do, do you I, think, mean, I mean, what I mean, yeah, we no. knew um, we knew going into this weekend or these these last couple weeks of uh, uh, pre postseason play, which is how I've been referring to them. Uh, uh, like we knew Soul was going to play London a bunch of times. Um, I don't think anybody um, really assumed they'd have an issue with that. Uh, I, I don't know how they did. Uh, I don't remember how they did the week before, but I assume it was. Uh, well, I know it was a solo victory, but I assume it was probably three zero in week twenty seven. Pulling that up right now. Um, oh no, so they weren't. That's not what I'm thinking of. But yeah, so solo playing London a bunch of times. Um, those victories not uh, super unexpected, uh, but yeah, over New York, a really solid three zero. Um, uh, I, I know. Uh, I, I can speak for you that you were surprised to see that because uh, we, yeah. we we picked this match uh, uh, last week and you had New York taking it. Um, and I don't know, uh, um, you, you know how how likely it might have been, but um, but yeah, Seoul looking really nice um, and um, really uh, you know accomplishing the things they set out to do. I think um, this was was this the match that. Um. <laughs> yeah, this was the match that Hex was casting, um, yep. <laughs> and, and and caused caused all the Hex things, because uh, New York just doesn't have any good DPS players. But um, <laughs> that being said, I, I think um, you, you know, Profit and Fitz uh, off of Soul really looking nice. Um, but I mean the you, you know in contrast with New York, um, but really uh, having having some good success. This was um. If not the debut, at least uh, one of the very first few times we've seen to you uh, on the tank roll for Soul, um, making a, a really nice debut uh, this past weekend. But, but I mean, just in general, um, uh, I think uh, like I was talking about last week, I think the meta suits them really nicely uh, when they don't have to play dive. Um, <laughs> you know, no Genji, no Tracer, no Break. You're not going to be playing dive. Um, uh, and even with even with the Zarya ban, you know it's um, the Wrecking Ball Zarya style that was developing in the uh, Countdown Cup is sort of out, off the table as well. But uh, but yeah, we, you know when Soul doesn't have to sort of flex over there and they're or they're there and they're free to play. Uh, uh, some of these you know more uh, concrete 
Joker style double shield, whatever. Uh, they looking really good, sure enough, just like even as they were mid season. Um, and yeah, look, looking super formidable um, uh, this past weekend, and again, even over over New York. Yeah, that's the thing, Joe. Is that to you is has been has really enabled Soul to flex off of maybe double shield a little bit more and play that dive at least they very often to you is basically hard stuck on uh diva the entire weekend uh two years on diva and then whether it was um gesture on the winston or marvel on the wrecking ball like they were just um running some crazy crazy comps that obviously so hasn't it hasn't been their strength this year whatsoever but this weekend things changed so i i gotta give a lot of props to you he is my mvp of the week because uh, clearly, he's a big reason why the Soul Dynasty team is looking a lot better on a comp they weren't they weren't too comfortable on before. Um, so, shouts to two of you. He's my MVP of the week for making Soul look like a completely different team. Of course, two of those games were against London, but three zero against NYXL really impressive. Um, yeah. As far as other APEC games go, uh, Shanghai also played London. London, unfortunately, was was the opposite of Seoul this weekend, and they did not win a single map um, because they did get 3-0 by uh, Shanghai Dragons as well. Nothing new really to talk about there. Uh, if we move on, if we move on over to NA, uh, we did have some pretty pretty cool matches this weekend. I think the first match that caught everyone's eyes really was the um, Atlanta Rain Paris Eternal game. Uh, because Atlanta Rain was running a lot of Bastion. Um, and I think everyone on Twitter was freaking out about it. They were like, no, now everyone's going to run Bastion on the ladder. Uh, because they run a Bastion and it was looking looking very good, Joe. Um, do you expect, I mean, this whole weekend we didn't really see much more Bastion besides this game. But do you think people will watch this Bastion play from Atlanta and say, even though they lost, and say, hey, maybe Bastion... We should give Bastion a shot this this upcoming week. Uh, I mean, I'm not uh, not necessarily sold on that, uh, but it absolutely did work for Atlanta. I mean, um, uh, Nomani attacked; they were able to push um, all the way through with relative ease um, after after going down um, one map to Paris on Oasis. Um, but I mean, when have you ever seen? Um, uh, two CP attack Bastion, uh, like we did uh, on Volsky. I mean, that was that was uh, quite something to watch. <laughs> uh, the Bastion symmetric coming out from uh, from the Atlanta DPS. It's just not uh, not what you expect to see. It. I mean, that's uh, you know, um, it's pretty easy to argue that that's why uh, Paris was so taken aback with it, but. Um, yeah, even at the same time, I mean, you know, find the success they needed. Um, uh, definitely not quite as successful in the last couple of maps, though. Um, and the Paris is able to to pull it out and prevent the uh, pre- prevent a loss. You know that they uh, probably could have spared statistically, but uh, <laughs> but regardless, certainly didn't want. Um, um, but yeah, so you know, as far as you know, is that. Uh, or is Bastion going to be, you know, <laughs> contagious into the ladder? Maybe um, are they going to um, start playing it a lot more here this this coming weekend? I sort of doubt it. Um, I mean, um, you know, I suppose you can argue, oh, you can't play Genji. Genji's a Bastion counter. Can't play. I mean, Zarya isn't even really a Bastion counter. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, 
uh, I was almost about to say sorry, but I'm like, yeah, no, you can't. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see much of that. Um, uh, one can only assume that was a um, you know one note sort of strategy that they <laughs> that they pulled out, you know, and had success with against this top team. Uh, but I don't expect uh, I don't expect that to be a mainstay for for Orlando or for um, I mean any team in the in the roster, although it would be very exciting to watch. Yeah, I definitely think it caught Paris off guard, but yeah, I don't think it's a mainstay or anything like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It could, it could happen. I could see it happening. Um, as far as we had, we had a bunch of three O's. I guess Dallas split had a one one weekend, got three O'd by the Gladiators, and then three O'd the Titans. Um, uh, you had some important three O's. I guess the Gladiators beat the Boston Uprising for the first time in in their history. So congratulations to them. Um, and then you had the Philadelphia a three O. I did not expect to see Joe the <laughs> Philadelphia Fusion three Oing the San Francisco Shock. And I guess I should have expected it because it isn't. This game wasn't in like the playoffs, so or any yeah. tournament format. So obviously, when that happens, the fusion's like, "Oh, no pressure in this game. We'll just destroy." I guess that's yeah, how it works. If, if they were gonna, if they were gonna throw the shock at any point, it would definitely be the last um, regular season game of their season. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was um, it, it was actually a big win though, Joe, because it did clinch the number one seed in NA for them. So. Which is crazy. It's true, yeah. Um, yeah, Shock have, I believe, uh, one or maybe even two more matches this coming week. Uh, but even if they're both wins, they'll finish with a um, a uh, lower uh, win percent than, than Philly have. Yeah, which is weird because they do have more wins. They would have more wins in the end, but um, they would have one more loss, which is a big deal. Um, which there was a big debate on Twitter actually about whether or not shock or fusion deserve it. Um, but I think, and it's because of the tournament format, that shock kind of got screwed here, but they should, I don't know. I think the losses do matter more. I think the fact that fusion has, will have lost one less game than the shock. Definitely. I think that makes them the number one seed. I know people are pointing to like, Oh, but they'll have more wins, but I think, I think wins and losses are pretty equally important, honestly. Uh, but th- if they did want to put extra emphasis on tournament wins, then yes, I agree. Shock should be the number one seed here. Uh, but I still, I'm still not entirely sure on this whole tournament wins thing, Joe. I, I don't know how I feel about it exactly. I think, I think making them even more important might be a bit too far. Uh-huh, because it seems like people are asking for them to be a little bit more important. And I'm like, eh, that, that's a lot of wins you're gifting these teams already. So, yeah, it was certainly, um, uh, you know, particularly midseason was, was, yeah, definitely making solid impacts. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I, I watching this game, I, this fusion shock game, I just don't know what I was watching. I was like shocked watching this game. I mean, it did remind me a lot of earlier in the series um, of the Countdown Cup finals because Philly actually looked good because towards the end, Philly just fell off seemingly. Um, But yeah, I I think this match just shows like if if Fusion is, is in a position where like, I feel like every time we see Philly Fusion, 
uh, in the finals. They obviously they have to play like the semifinals er earlier that day. They seem tired. They're getting like later in the series and all of a sudden they just like fall apart. I feel like once we get to the actual playoffs and games are a lot more spread and they're not just stuffing a tournament into one weekend, like and things are all over the place. I feel like fusion's going to benefit huge from that because clearly when they have rest, when they're just playing one game, like they can come out there and they look great. And when they're even in the tournaments, when they have to play multiple games in a row, they look their best at the beginning of the games. Um, so I think I have a feeling that Philly fusion will be looking a lot better in the playoff in the actual playoffs where all these games will be spread out and they won't have to play two games a day or two series a day or anything like that. Um, I, this game, this win just gets me more excited for the playoffs, Joe, because it shows that um, Chuck clearly they're, they they can fall, they can lose uh, to to the Philly Fusion, who are who are the team uh, that has been their biggest competitor in the North American region. So I'm excited to see what happens, Joe. You more confident in your Fusion boys after this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, as we were talking last week. Uh, I forget what points we made last week, but uh, you, but you, that absolutely was you know possible for them to come out and take this, and I'm, I'm glad they, uh, they you know they now have concrete proof you know that it was that it's possible for them. Um, um, they, they yeah you know I was telling you before we started this show this is actually um um one of the <laughs> one of the matches this week this past weekend that i actually haven't seen yet uh so i'm excited to go rewatch it i was going to this afternoon um but uh but yeah really excellent show i mean uh, this is the the kind of the kind of game we want to see out of it and i think you're right the the playoffs format i mean um you know would help any team to to have that kind of stuff spread out but um particularly philly we've got um the, the kind of solid experience that you need um, that they can build off of that with um, good opportunities in playoffs um, um, and it can you know have the potential to be super successful uh, I don't know that uh, <laughs> you know anybody's really uh, uh, doubting that necessarily uh, this is so we, we always pick a, a match to go back and rewatch uh, every week um, um, uh, I would pick this one. Uh, I do <laughs> I technically have uh, a different one that I'm going to highlight, but only because, again, I need to actually go back and rewatch it. <laughs> uh, and it's which is ironic because my favorite team, obviously. So, yeah, uh, and my my match rewatch is Atlanta Paris. I do think it is some of the most unique Overwatch of the week. At least you get to see uh, some Bastion action in there, and it was a close series. So I think it's definitely uh, the best one to rewatch from this past weekend. Um, but Joe's actual one to rewatch is the Florida Mayhem versus the Los Angeles Valiant, which is, I think, the last game we should talk about here from this past week. No, I don't think there are too many other noteworthy games. So let's talk about that one, Joe, because the L.A. Valiant got a huge upset here against the Florida Mayhem, um, which is very good for their seating. I, I didn't even realize I haven't looked at the standings in a while, but now after this, the L.A. Val Valiant are uh, eight overall, which means they're fifth in the North American region, sitting at 11 and nine. Uh, they're <laughs> very far from the Florida Mayhem in that top four seeding. Five games back, actually. Five wins back from them. But um, this is still huge for, for them to get an advantage uh, as a five seed. Would be fantastic. 
Joe, what did you see from this match that you loved? Why did you choose it as your match to rewatch? Why do you think the LA Valley ended up winning it? It was super exciting. I mean, um, you know, number one, uh, reverse sweep for the LA Valiant. Always cool to watch. Um, and particularly when I don't think they had any last season. Um, um, or And maybe like one um, here in season three. So, you know, it's, it's a good accomplishment for the team, certainly. But um, but also just the way that individual um, um, players for the LA Valiant were able to um, to find success in their different roles, uh, like so, my MVP for the week uh, is for uh, Lastro, the support player for the LA Valiant, uh, who uh, I think his his uh, number one map for sure was uh, Volskaya, uh, which was uh, LA Valiant's first win of the series. Um, he was just popping off <laughs> on the Ana in particular, um, but even through the rest of the series. Uh, uh, KSF KSP looking really good. Um, Dreamer having an excellent series. Uh, gets to get to play some Reinhardt. You know that's uh, not something you see uh, so frequently anymore. Um, uh, but yeah, and you, you know it was an upset. Uh, I know we think we uh, had both picked Florida going into this this season or going into this uh, match in our predictions last week. Uh, it, it, it wasn't upset. I don't know. Uh, you know, necessarily if gigantic upset is accurate, but uh, but yeah, it's a team looking really good, and they need to look really good too. Uh, we're gonna talk about this later, but um, that if the LA Valiant can get a couple more wins um, this next weekend, um, that they're they'll be able to secure that number five spot in um, in North America. That's pretty hotly contested right now between Atlanta and. Um, gladiators as well but um they definitely need all the wins all the wins they can get and um uh, an upset over florida is definitely the way to start that for sure yeah that's absolutely huge for them um and not to mention able to do it without shax's tracer which has been such a huge part of his valiant team and valiant victories this year so being able to get a get it get it a upset like this uh, with Tracer Band is a fantastic step forward for the LA Valiant, no doubt about that. Uh, especially to all the analysts out there thinking, "Oh, Valiant can only win um, with Shaq's Tracer," uh, but apparently they can win without it as well. Uh, which it's going to be exciting this week to see uh, the final seeds and the final standings after the after the season ends. I, it's crazy. I, I don't know why I feel like the season. All of a sudden, we sat down to record this podcast, Joe, and I'm like, dang, wait, the season's ending this weekend, uh, which is crazy. It just flew by. It just flew by. It feels like yesterday I was in New York for the first weekend of the of the uh, whole league. So <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. Um, anything else to say from this past week, Joe, before I move into the news? Um, uh, it's definitely worth mentioning that uh, Vancouver Titans uh, won against the Atlanta Rain. Very yeah, last match of the oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's their first win in a very long time. I don't know exactly uh, uh, this is the statistic on that. But uh, yeah, 3-1 over Atlanta. Um, and this is an Atlanta that uh, had just looked super good. Against um, Paris, yeah. Uh, against Paris early in the week. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I think... Um, Vancouver definitely having a good match. Um, you know, it's a team. You know, when they have a good match, they can be super successful. Um, even when we don't have, uh, you know, Dalton's tracer, for example, 
to do much with. Uh, that the team's still able to uh, pull off a nice win, absolutely. Um, and granted, again, I'm trying to go back to see when they had their most recent victory, and it was not until uh, a week 21 over Boston. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, probably over Boston. Because I remember, yeah, I remember losing to them. <laughs> they 3-0 Dallas the week before, though. So, mm. yeah, that's something. At times, uh, Vancouver looks really good. Honestly, yeah. like some games, Vancouver just comes out and you're like, "Oh wait, this this team's good." Um, but <laughs> they're still they still haven't gotten that consistency consistency yet because they did go one and two overall on the week. Um, and you'd think if they could beat Atlanta, they'd be able to beat Dallas, but apparently not. Um, but yeah, that's, that's huge. O two two for Atlanta that week too, because they were really, they really wanted that five seed, but Valiant, Valiant has just hopped over them after they lost two games and Valiant with a huge one against mayhem. So it's definitely getting interesting there at the five seed for the rest of North America. Not that interesting. Now that fusion has clinched the one seed shock, I think definitely has the two seed locked up. Uh, eternal has the three seed now. Uh, and then Mayhem has four seed automatically. So the top four seeds already locked up. It's just that five seed that everyone's fighting for, which um, I'm not certain how big of a deal it is. I can't. I, the the thing is so confusing, Joe, that I just like cannot remember what's important and what's not. What, what seeds are important to get here? I think it's like ten seed is the cutoff for if you if you're like ten through thirteenth seed, you have to get you have to play like a play in tournament to actually make it to to that final uh, North American tournament. So it's just crazy. I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> they have like a bunch of, they, they released those graphics when they announced like the format and I still was so confused by them. I was like, I, I don't know how this works exactly still. Yeah. I had to take some time to figure that out myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause obviously it depends on uh, Asia or NA uh, about which, which stats matter, but yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, I, know, I know. I know. Number five in North America is a cutoff too. Yeah, five seed. Yeah, five seed is actually really important. Now that I look at these graphics, um, because five seed will auto- automatically make it to the top eight, is what happens. I I see now. So five seed one through five automatically make it to the top eight, and then the rest of the teams are playing for the last three spots in that top eight. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um. Okay. So yeah, five five seats absolutely huge then. <laughs> really big. Uh so yeah, that'll that'll be what everyone's watching for then. Um the other cutoff I feel like is 10 seed uh because you get like kind of a buy in that play in if you get 6, 7, 8 or 9 seed. Uh, but if you're 10 through 13th seed, you have to play an extra game basically. Uh so yeah, that's going to be a real interesting going into the week. We're going to be talking more about that once we get into our predictions. Um, let's get into the news first. Um, obviously, everyone was talking about it over the weekend. Hex uh, didn't sound like himself this past weekend when he when he was um, casting the APAC games. Uh, and he went into more detail eventually, made a twit longer eventually on what exactly happened. But of course, at first, everyone... Had a bunch of reactions like, uh, is he drunk? What's happening? Because he was just, he seemed groggy. He was slurring his words um, and saying some pretty ridiculous things, including swearing. Um, he 
he mentioned that he uh, he was announcing who the player of the match was, and he said that it was sponsored by someone, but he didn't care who. Uh, lots of things, lots of things that he would say is a no no on cast. Um, but if you go read his twit longer, basically, um, it was sleeping pills that was the issue. Uh, he was just having trouble with his sleep schedule. It happens to all of us, um, and he took sleeping pills to like try to fall asleep so that he could wake up in time for the APAC games. Um, and it didn't really work. Apparently he fell asleep for like three hours or something and then woke up. Um, and he felt fine. He felt absolutely fine. Then later in the day he felt, he just passed out at some random point and then woke up to a call from someone at Overwatch League saying, Hey, we're rehearsing. Please wake up. Um, and that is that is when he felt absolutely groggy and out of it and said that he barely doesn't have much memory of what happened, <laughs> basically. So if you want to get into details, um, go read the twit longer. Uh, but yeah, basically just it, it seems like the, all the casters and talent, Joe, are are having a lot of issues lately <laughs> with with burnout. I know someone who was it? I think Bren was taking some weeks off because he was having some trouble with, with burnout. Um, obviously, Zoe's having some issues right now she's dealing with. Um, and our other piece of news is that Wolf is is um, also having some issues and is coming back to America. Um, something to do with his visa, I believe. So lots of stuff happening with the with the owl talent uh i mean it's a it's a tough year obviously joe i mean you gotta i, I imagine this year joe if there was travel imagine effects was traveling imagine if the, these people were traveling they were all just staying in their homes um uh, yeah. so <laughs> it's pretty crazy yeah yeah wolf's been uh casting from korea uh for a while Mm-hmm. Um, but has been having to travel back to the United States for his visa, and then won't be back till like September. Um, uh, won't be back to to Owl in September or until September either. Yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. Uh, and I mean, you know, you got to do it now so that you're, <laughs> you know, ready for uh, playoffs and stuff. Uh, but uh, it, it'll be a weird week, at least initially. Yeah, especially since I'm guessing Wolf is is one of the top people to cast this finals since they were since that duo was already in um korea and in asia yeah since that's where they live so (laughs) um yeah i I bet that's why he's mainly like i gotta get this done now so i can cast finals um but yeah just some crazy stuff happening with the talent (laughs) they're either gonna have to start paying these people more or like giving them more breaks or something like that because Absolutely crazy. I did forget. I don't think they were ever going to travel to Asia, were they, Joe? I think all the North American casters were remotely casting anyway, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a mistake on my part, but yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. I mean, lots of burnout, especially in quarantine when your mental is obviously not the healthiest because uh, you've been stuck inside for a very long time, especially since most of them are in L.A. where... You definitely don't want to go outside because it's very infected there. So, yeah, tough stuff. Yeah, so not ideal for anybody. Yeah, glad that glad that people are more understanding of Hex's situation now because it did not seem like they were very understanding at first, but now everyone's like, "Yep, yeah, he's good." Everyone has those those days. Everyone everyone's been in that situation where 
where they're like lying in bed. They look at the clock and they're like, I got to be up in like three hours and I can't fall asleep. Um, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, it's rough. Um, there's a new experimental patch, Joe. I didn't even hear this one. There we'll is. It, it came out yesterday or two days, probably two days ago. Uh, Monday the 18th. Tuesday the 18th. Uh, with a couple uh, you know, relatively small changes in terms of the amounts that there are, but they're um, pretty big in terms of you know potential effect on the game. So uh, they had an experimental card a while back for Moira, uh, where they added uh, sort of a team buff um, to the end of her fade cooldown. Uh, there was some community pushback on that, so they um, didn't put that through to live. But this is uh, Moira V2 uh, V2. Uh, is basically what this is. Um, uh, second round of changes on the uh, Moira experiment. So, uh, again, a nerf to her Biotic Grasp. Uh, the damage part of her... Uh, of her kit, that the attach angle has been reduced by 37%. You have to be a little bit more accurate um, in order to land that damage. Uh, Bionic Orb got another change, which is also super interesting. Um, uh, her damage orb now sticks to enemies when impacting them instead of piercing through them. Uh, only deals damage if stuck to a target. Uh, so you have to actually land it on someone in order to deal damage, um, and it will only bounce uh, up to one time. Uh, so it, you know, it used to be some ridiculously large amount, um, obviously on live, but uh, there's you can only bounce once. It's got you've got to land on a target, um, and it'll deal a constant 60 DPS um, to that target. Uh, it'll remain remain on a stuck player for three seconds, or until 120 damage is dealt. Uh, whichever happens first, um, which I'm not entirely sure uh, in what situation it would take less than three seconds, or it would take more than three seconds to deal 120 damage at 60 DPS. Uh, yeah, well. I, I'm not. I, I'm sure there's, there's some kind of interaction that they're allowing for, like with another hero, but I just can't think of what it would be. Um, uh, so you land it; it'll do 120 damage to a player. Um, the orb is destroyed if it hits an enemy barrier. It cannot go through barriers, um, and its speed has been increased a little bit from twenty to twenty-five. Um, so I guess that's too. It's for nano and like amplification matrix. Just that every damage boosting thing, maybe. I guess, but even then, um, so that would make it deal one hundred twenty damage quicker, not slower. So I don't know. Yeah, so it just deals one twenty. They wanted to make sure or, bio- or, or if the target is nanoed. Maybe by maybe just the new biotic orb was like nuts if you put it through a window or something like that because it was yeah. dealing an insane amount of damage. Not sure. Yeah. Anyway, so it's hundred twenty damage max. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's it's the skill shot. You can't throw it through barriers. Uh, it's a significant change there uh, to the damage orb. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but also we the uh, fade changes have come through again. So similar to the way it was changed most recently, um, now phases out all allies within six meters for one second after exiting fade. Uh, the sys adds self as well. So basically, your fade is just one second longer, uh, <laughs> and also your team gets it for the last second of it uh, within six meters. 
Um, but uh, sort of as a way to tune it back from what they changed in the past, it now no longer frees Moira or her allies from uh, Zarya's Graviton Surge or from Gravitic Flux, uh, are the exceptions that they built into that. Uh, make it a little bit less powerful, and its cooldown increased from 6 to 8 seconds, which, um, given the <laughs> given the ability, it's still not a lot of increased cooldown. But, uh, but so the fade is there, and so to promote a little bit of consistency, uh, Reaper also got a small change that his Wraith form uh, was nerfed to now also no longer free him from Grav or from Gravitic Flux. Um, just to make those two abilities work the same way. Um, um, so that's interesting. <laughs> is yeah. the is the uh, sucks for Reaper? Uh, is, my, to be honest. is my take on it? <laughs> sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sucks for Reaper because Reaper, cool. uh, you know, he could. It feels weird saying it, um, but yeah, he could use all, all the help he could get um, in terms of. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just things that'll make him played more. <laughs> because it's OP if like ever if you can give everyone a wraith form on your team. Obviously, like yeah, I agree that Moira being able to free people from Sigma or Zarya alts is OP. <laughs> because being able to get Wraith Form your entire team is ridiculous, but Wraith Form is a very nice escape for Reaper from either of those alts. So Yeah, it kinda sucks. I mean obviously situational, so not like that big of a nerf, but Still, still kind of sucks for Reaper. I guess that that Moira gets this new ability, and therefore Reaper is now going to have to follow the rules of Moira's new ability too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting change. I think it's definitely more reasonable than um, uh, than the past Moira experiment. I don't think um, anybody would argue that necessarily. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm very interested to see. Um, uh, if they if they decide they like this one, I feel like uh, they may uh, further increase the fade cooldown. Uh, I think would definitely be the um, would be the uh, the the change that they might make. But um, uh, but yeah, it's super interesting. And I mean, you know, again with the stated goals of trying to make Moira you know more interesting, give her some kind of clutch potential other than left click right click. Um, uh, and I mean, it's going to be you know inter- interesting to watch. It's going to create interesting scenarios for just like entertainment, if nothing else. Yeah, I agree. I I definitely like this iteration better than the last one. Like you're saying, Joe. I I think it's some some good nerfs to that fade ability, and I really like the bio- biotic orb change too. I mean, they're obviously this is like one of the changes I feel like they're listening to the community the most with. Um, because they're finally just like, okay, the community hates Moira. They think she has no skill involved in her. Let's like, let's fix her then. And they changed Biotic Orb to, to now. And I mean, they also changed it the first time around to make it require more skill. Now it requires even more skill than that change they were making before. Um, and it breaks when it hits an enemy barrier. You literally just cannot just toss the Biotic Orb out like you were able to before. Like you, this is an actual ability where you have to aim it, you have to, you have to hit somebody. So I like that a lot, and I I like the idea of fade a ton. So um, it's it's definitely like a strong ability. So it's gonna take a little bit to balance it, I believe. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff for sure. Um, I, I would expect, um. 
I mean, it says they're not likely to go live, which means I, I believe they're just going to keep iterating on this Moira thing for a little bit longer and until they think they have something that they really like. Um, and they're just kind of, they're, they're being open with us and being like, okay, here's the new iteration we've been testing. You guys try it now. Um, and it, it feels like they're developing it with us almost, which is interesting. Yeah. And even the, you know, not likely to go live. I mean, it's certainly not likely to go live probably, you know, before, uh, Overwatch League oh, playoffs. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> that way. much is, is true. No way. Um, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Uh, I think it's yeah. I think it's pretty much confirmed that this latest patch that just went live is going to be playoffs. So, yeah. Oh yeah. No, one hundred percent it is. I just mean like uh, even on the live servers, it probably oh yeah, yeah, be yeah, released yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't think it will either. Um, I still think it's clearly like something they're working on. So it'll be interesting to see what their final iteration is. But it's cool that we're like, it feels like a behind the scenes look almost at them reworking moira slowly uh which is cool uh let's get into our predictions last week of the regular season joe week 29 which we did not expect to have a week 29 actually it was only supposed to go 28 but now we have 29 weeks um i mean we only had matches on like 24 yes makes sense (laughs) makes sense um band heroes are the same as last week genji tracers aria brig uh and we have four matches for us to pick that have some significance uh, on seeding, which is pretty important. And you know what else they have significance on is our uh, um, uh, season-long prediction Very true. competition. We're so close. Uh, currently, uh, we both have 122 prediction points going into the last week of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're tied up. We are tied. Exciting. Very exciting. Uh, well, our first match we're predicting, Joe, uh, which means actually I don't have to predict first every game. Um, sure. We'll, we'll do half. I think half. in the past we've done it like half and half. Yeah, we'll do half and half here. Um, we'll start with the Gladiators and the Florida Mayhem, which uh, Florida's playing for number six overall in the league, and Gladiators, which doesn't mean much, no, but but it's still pretty cool. Gladiators <laughs> still. are still fighting for. Are they still possibly fighting for a five seed? Um, they have the ability. Uh, oh, you mean in, in North America? Let's yeah, see. Yeah. One, two, three. Uh, they could, they could get as high as fourth in North America, I believe. But they that would definitely be no way. Definitely require three wins. I think it's five because Mayhem is Mayhem's in fourth right now, and they have sixteen wins, which is nuts. Oh yeah, no good call. Yeah, it's fifth. <laughs> yeah, it's fifth. I think they're fighting. So they're fighting with Rain and Valiant and. Who else is there? That's not yeah, yeah, not the fuel. Definitely not the fuel. So rain, not rain. The fuel. <laughs> rain, valiant gladiators seem like they all have a chance. The gladiators are nine and nine. Rain ten and nine, and valiant eleven and nine. Um, do gladiators have two games? Yeah, they do have two games, and one. Gladiators have three games. Oh, they do. Week. Jeez. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do, and one is against valiant, and one is against Atlanta. So, good job, schedule makers. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and their third is against Florida. So I was, I was telling you before the show. I mean, all three of these matches are are you know they're not going to be they're not predetermined. Uh, the Gliders got a really tough week ahead if they um, you know want to have their destiny in their hands, which uh, 
<laughs> is is the way you want to do it. Yeah, I'd say to get five seed, they definitely need to win all three games because the Valiant are yeah. are playing the Titans. Besides them, besides the Gladiators, the Valiant are playing the Titans, which um, I'd say is a pretty it's likely to be a win, pretty winnable game for them. So, um, yeah, Gladiators are going to need need some wins here. Uh, as far as map differential goes, uh, Gladiators actually have a better map differential than Valiant. So if they're able to pick up three wins um, and Valiant only picks up one win against Titans, then Gladiators should take it. Uh, likeliness of that, uh, it's going to be tough. Gladiators, I mean, they've been on and off. They've been a fairly inconsistent team. Uh, so I guess I'll pick first on this first one. Um and unfortunately, I think the drama is going to be taken out of the weekend right away for the Gladiators, Joe, because uh, I'm going to pick the Florida Mayhem to beat them. Uh, obviously, not as important of a game for Florida. They pretty much have they have the four seed locked up and they can't get three. So um, they're not playing for much, but I still think Florida's better team than Gladiators. Uh, so I'm going to pick them to win. Who you got, Joe? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've got Florida as well. I think. Uh, you know, recently, LA Gladiators have had some really nice wins. Uh, been looking pretty good, um, but uh, yeah, certainly not uh, not quite up to the point of beating Florida. I don't think. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, unfortunately, probably uh, probably relegates them back down to uh, below number five in North America. But um, I, I mean, yeah, definitely not looking uh, not looking too bad. Um, and I've uh, got some decent. Uh, uh, playoff looks ahead of us, I would think. Yep. Um, could be interesting. I mean, I, I'm always obviously a Gladiators fan. I'm, I'm brewing for them to do well, but yeah, they have a very tough week. Tough three games ahead of them. Uh, we are picking one APAC game this week, and it's Hangzhou Spark versus Seoul, which is going to be obviously very interesting after this last week for the Seoul Dynasty, and they're both 11-11, and 11, so they're very even in the standings right now, so this is a big Big game for Seoul. Um, Seoul, of course, also plays London this week because why wouldn't they? Uh, they're always playing London. Uh, but it is technically possible for Hangzhou to come out on top um, in the APEC standings after this series. After this series, they only have um, the one match this week. But if they're able to beat Seoul, um, and Seoul gets another loss uh, from London this coming week, which granted is not likely. Um, that that that'll, that will actually put Hangzhou as uh, number four in Asia, um, but any win, um, any win for the Seoul Dynasty this week um, will uh, secure them in that spot. Yep, um, which honestly isn't really the, the Asia region doesn't really have much competition besides that happening this week. Like Shanghai's already got one seed, Charge has two seed, Excelsior has three seed, and in in the APAC region, one and two are really the only really important ones because it gets you a buy all the way into like um top four basically um uh and then you have dynasty and spark fighting for that four seed of course um and then hunters and spitfire they're a little bit separated spitfire is two games back from hunters right now but they're they're at the bottom so um but still still equally important obviously these teams want to when they both been, I mean, so hot more recently, but Hangzhou's definitely been hot, more hot towards the end of the season here, Joe. So this is a very interesting matchup. I'll pick first again for this one, then we'll switch over for the next games. Um, 
Uh, it's hard to pick soul. It's hard not to pick soul after what they just did last week. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go soul, even though I do think that, I don't know. I think Hongjo obviously has been playing really well lately. Um, we didn't, we didn't get to see them last week. Uh, but I, I do think soul will end up winning this one because they look great on with these bands in this meta on dive. So I'm just going to go soul. How about you, Joe? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to kind of, I have to agree with you there. Um, uh, this is definitely going to be the best, uh, the best Asia match that we see this week. And granted, there are only three, um, but, but definitely the best, um, um, Asia mentioned this this upcoming weekend, just in terms of like the raw um, potential of these teams. Uh, unfortunately, uh, like you're saying, I think the bands definitely definitely favor Seoul, um, particularly be, just because we know Hangzhou really likes um, to run the aggressive kind of divey style, uh, which is just not feasible uh, with this this current set of bands. But um, yeah, so likely a win for Seoul, uh, which of course then likely means that they have. Uh, or that they'll secure the number four seed in Asia um, again behind uh, New York, Guangzhou, and Shanghai. But um, but yeah, it should be like I said, the closest uh, Asia match we've got. Yeah, um, exciting. We move back to North America with uh, Dallas versus Paris game, um, which neither are playing for too much. I guess Paris is uh, in top four trying to secure it. This good dude, Guangzhou. I don't even know if Guangzhou has a game this week. Um, Guangzhou does not have a game this week. So if, the, if Paris wins, they'll be, uh, they'll guarantee finish number four overall in the league. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, have clinched number three in North America already. Mm, very interesting. I do. I feel like they are four. I feel like there's no way they can be five actually. Cause Guangzhou's not playing and they, and mayhem can't co- catch up to them. Right. So I do feel like it. Um, yeah, Eternals four. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. That's true. So unless uh, unless they lose, in which case they'll be eighteen and seven along with Guangzhou. Yeah. And then I guess map differential. So yeah, then they still would be fourth. So <laughs> apologize to the listeners. <laughs> We're both like going through. I'm basically just going through the standings right now and being. Like, I mean, it's super confusing because everyone has like different amount of games played. We were like, who's playing this week? What's happening? Like, it's so. It's very hard this year because it's not like a concrete season. So both me and Joe are like, yeah. what's happening? Um, but yeah, Fuel pair should be interesting. Obviously, Fuel, a lot of changes recently. They've gotten, they've been even ever since that happened. They're they're getting some decent wins, but they're still losing to all the good teams. Um, this means almost nothing to Paris, but I do think they'll still come out and grab the win pretty easily. Oh, even though Joe was supposed to pick first, so my bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Spo- I mean, spoiler alert: I'm picking Paris. Also, um, you're right. Not all of these games. Uh, actually, I don't know if you said it or not, but yeah, not all these games uh, here at the end of the season are or have to be super competitive necessarily. Um, uh, not not that this one won't be either, uh, but I think definitely Paris have got the edge uh, when it comes to this matchup. Uh, I, I kind of hope we'll uh, be different on this next. Um, this next pick because it's it's also going to be a really good match uh, here at the very end of the week. Oh yeah, battle for LA, and like we mentioned earlier with the Gladiators, like if everything plays out interestingly enough, this game could be a battle for a five seed, which is a guaranteed top eight spot. Um, which is actually really good because you make it to 
the bracket. You make it to basically the final North American bracket where losers bracket even starts. So um, that's basically I would call that make actually making the final playoff bracket for North America. Um, so this th- could be a huge game if everything plays out nicely, which would require the Gladiators to uh, either win the two games before this or Valiant loses one, loses their game to Titans and Gladiators also lose one, whatever. And, and Atlanta also loses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gladiators have to rely on a lot of losses which, if, they, which, if they don't go 3-0 this week. Which if Gladiators, if Gladiators beat Atlanta, I would be pretty confident that that happens because Atlanta's playing Shock is their other game. So, yeah, there's a good chance. We'll see what happens, but this could be a pretty important game. Um, another battle for L.A. Um, Joe, you get to pick first in the toughest pick That's of the true. week. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, on the one hand, it's tough because we want to make it interesting for the viewers. <laughs> but I mean, on the other hand, um, I don't think I have much of an issue picking the L.A. Valiant in this series. Um, That's uh, they have. um you know, been really consistent, um, uh, relatively so here in the last half or two thirds of the season. Um, after being woefully uh, under undervalued in the preseason, uh, probably LA Valiant and Paris are like the two biggest teams that uh, uh, got overlooked uh, preseason, at least by us. But um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, you know, really nice. Uh, you know, it could be a redemption arc even for the LA Valiant. Um, if they win and Atlanta doesn't go undefeated this week, uh, they will secure that number five seed because um, uh, that'll mean a, a Gladiators loss as well. Uh, but yeah, but I'm picking uh, picking LA Valiant to pick this up here at the end of the week. All right. Well, I'll make it interesting then, and I'll pick the Gladiators, Joe. I think this will be a very close match. This these teams have, I feel like they've gone back and forth all year. I think Valiant's definitely been the better team so far um, and more consistent team, even though both teams have shown some inconsistency. Um, but I, I'm going with the Gladiators to pick it up here towards the end of the season and have a really good last week. Uh, even though I don't think they could beat the Mayhem, I think they could probably pick up wins against Brain and Valiant. Um, whether or not, I, I'm not too confident Valiant will lose to the Titans, unfortunately, so I don't know if Gladiators will grab the five seed with this, but um, I'm still going to go Gladiators to win this one. Uh, and there you go. Me and Joe will, will uh, have have a match to look forward to here to see who wins. Regular season points, at least. I'm sure we're we're going to do points for, for the final playoffs as well. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else to, to talk about before we sign off here, Joe? I don't think so. Sort of a, sort of a short... Um short show this week but uh matches start on friday night um and i think it's just a handful not as many as usual maybe but i'm not entirely sure there's 15 of them so yeah that should Uh, could be an exciting week we'll see yeah last full week the regular season oh yeah um but yeah thank you guys for listening if you want to follow us on social media you can follow our personal twitter accounts mine's at jwgeorgeiv Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. We have a show Twitter at On The Flank Show. You can tweet at us, email us, on the flank show at gmail.com. If you have any questions, topics you'd like, like us to talk about, uh, you're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. 
Um, enjoy the final week of the Overwatch League season.